Welcome to the Calvary Assembly podcast with weekly messages from Calvary Assembly of God Church in Lexington, Nebraska. You can find out more online at lexag.org and on Facebook at Calvary Assembly Lex. Thanks for listening. Guys, we're so thankful that we do have Dan Zuderkoff. Pastor Dan, why don't you come and share a message today? <laughs> Thank you so much. God bless you, man. <laughs> All right. It's good to be home today. It's good to be home. Um, you know, I've realized that sometimes you, 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 you can make everybody happy. Sometimes you make them happy when you leave, and sometimes you make them happy when they show up, but uh, you can always make somebody happy. Um, it's a blessing to be here, and uh, I just I want to say thank you to all of you. You have just been uh, so generous, so supporting, uh, your prayers, your encouragement, your faithfulness just to lift us up in prayer and to check in on us, um, it, it means the world to us. And uh, we are so grateful to, uh, to be here uh, back home, uh, in and out for a few, uh, the next few months. But uh, we've been, been on, a, on a working tour, and it's been a, a pleasure. Uh, it's, it's, it's amazing when you do what God wants you to do, how fun it is. Right? Come on, this is a good time to say amen, yeah. But uh, um, I know I'm kind of shocking you with this, with this uh, nice red vest this morning. I need, I need to just ask my RVers, if you would stand, all of you that are RVers here this morning, would you just kind of take a, take a good look at these people? All right. These, these are the cream of the crop, I'm telling you, these... These are people that uh, have, have lived through some of the things that you're going through, have walked through some of the same valleys and the same mountains, and, and uh, they have lived to tell about it, and they've lived to share about it, and they're here to encourage you. I'm just, I'm telling you if, you, if you need somebody to talk to and to help give you encouragement and hope, these are some of the, some of the finest people to do that. Our RV volunteers, if you're not familiar with it, RV is a recreation vehicle, but I tell you, it's not recreation, it's recreation that we do. We're not in, in the building of just, uh, in the business of just having a good time. We're here to, to help change the world and to change uh, the people's lives. And these people, uh, they travel from project to project. Some of, so we have RVers that are on the road all the time, live in their RVs all the time and uh, are working on projects across the United States, helping to build churches, helping uh, with projects with churches and campgrounds and teen challenge centers and Bible colleges. Uh, and, and I just, we, we have a table in the back. I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about that, but we have a table in the back with a little more information. If you'd like a little more information, please pick it up, and we'd love to share a little bit more with you about that. But uh, you don't have to live in your RV year-round to be an RVer. Um, we, we, if you have an RV and would like to join our ranks, uh, an application process, but if you can commit two weeks out of a year to a project somewhere, you could be an active RVer. And if you don't have an RV and you're willing to commit two weeks to a project somewhere, you can still be an RVer. 
and I will work and I will find a place where you can stay to work on a project. We have campgrounds and Bible colleges and Teen Challenge Centers that have rooms where, where you can stay and work on projects. So um, if you have a heart to do ministry, and I want you to understand ministry isn't just up in front talking to people and teaching and preaching. Sometimes ministry is using the skills that God has put in your hands and the calling that he's put in your heart to help bless people and to serve people. And that's what, that's what the RV ministry is all about. We are, we are honored and blessed to be able to be a part of the RV volunteer ministry. Libby and I, we, we serve, uh, we've been appointed to serve a five-state area, uh, which includes Nebraska, uh, which I'm thankful they included Nebraska in that. But we also get to go to Montana and Wyoming and Colorado, Utah, which is the Rocky Mountain District. And Nebraska, so five states, covers over half a million square miles and uh, has about 12 and a half million people. And many of those people need to know Jesus. Many of those people need to know Jesus better. Some of them have heard. Some of them have never heard. Some of them have heard and walked away. But they need Jesus. And uh, that's what missions is about. And uh, I'm going to share a couple of pictures this morning. I just want to take you on a little bit of our tour. You know, you just love it when, you're, when your uncle comes and he brings the slideshow and you get to... <laughs> Yeah, let's go ahead and get some pictures up there. Um, we'll, we'll try to move this along as quickly as possible. I just want to, uh, th this is a picture of our unit, and I, I want you to understand um, the blessing of God in, in providing what he has for us. And this has been a long process. You've walked with us through this for three or four years to get us where we're at today. Uh, a wonderful RV, 20 years old, but it's, uh, it's a keeper. God is faithful, and... Uh, Somebody within this church has donated that to us, and, and God has been faithful to uh, make that available to us. The pickup, we worked a little bit harder to. Speed the light didn't help us with that one. But we made a commitment when we started into this, said, Lord, if you want us to do this, you're going to have to provide, because I, I, I had just worked to get out of debt, and I'm not wanting to get back there. And God has provided, and when we bought this pickup just about a year ago, we were able to pay cash for it. And that's that's an incredible blessing, and I have to tell you, it is not our doing. It is the provision of God and faithfulness of people um, through, through the years that has made that possible. And so we're traveling with a 20-year-old RV and a 10-year-old pickup, and uh, God has been faithful to do what we've needed. We, we've had a, a trouble-free trip, and I'm thankful for that. Uh, when we needed tires, people put together some money and bought us some tires for our rig, and it's just amazing how God has provided. So uh, we left home, and, and uh, oh, we, we've been in and out. We started at General Council a while back in, in August and then came home and started on a flying trip. So go ahead to that next Next picture there, this is a uh, general council. We went and helped with the church mobilization um, uh, booth there at general council in Orlando. Uh, church mobilization, and I just need to make a quick um, quick stab here to help you understand. It used to be U.S. maps, and if, you ref if we refer to U.S. maps or RV maps, just that's okay too. It's probably going to take generations for that to change, but te technically it's church mobilization and uh, we're part of that ministry with the RV volunteers. Next picture there. Uh, this, is, this is interesting here at the General Council. Uh, we had some RVers and some volunteers from Georgia that built this little tiny house. And this tiny house was there on display at General Council, and then it was donated to a couple of missionaries in, in uh, Florida who work with, with uh, 
homeless people. There we go. I, was try, I wasn't sure of their ministry, but they're, they're ministering, and this, so they're going to use this in part of their outreach, and that was a neat, neat blessing. Go on to the next one there. Um, oh, this is another thing that happens at general council there. Sometimes you get to pe- see people from Lexington. Yeah, so that's, that's great. Chris was a, a joy to be with. Go on. Next one there. Um, we went, uh, after we got back from council, got things together and headed out, we headed for Montana. There's a church in Cascade, Montana. It sits along the Missouri River. This is part of the view not too far from where we were, um, were camped. And, I, you know, it's... it's uh, Project sites are project sites. They're, they can be a big mess, but it's okay to have a little nice scenery once in a while, isn't it? Uh, you know, it's one of the things that God blesses with you, with you along the way if you're, if you're going to uh, work for him. I think um, enjoy the journey and find some places. And, and, and you know, we, we intentionally sometimes take a scenic route just because uh, we can see God's wonderful creation. You're going to see a little bit of that as we go. This is the pastor from the church in Cascade, Montana. Uh, Pastor Mark and his his dad Dave there they planted a church a little over eight years ago and they're they're remodeling what used to be a a bar and a, and a brothel and a horse stable and everything else they're they're remodeling it it's now a cafe the church operates a cafe Monday through Saturday I'm sorry Tuesday through Saturday and uh, they have church services they remod- remodeling the upstairs so that they have a place for children's ministry and for uh, ministry, they have a, a desire and a vision to bring in interns and have a couple of them stay there and work through their ministry training there on site. So I'm just going to let you kind of work through. We had part of the reason we went there. We had a team from Georgia. This is what's great about U.S. Maps about church mobilization. It's not just the RV volunteers, but sometimes church teams. And we had a church team from Georgia with about 30 people who went all the way to Montana. Uh, and spent the week working on it. And so I'm just going to let you kind of flow through a couple of those, a few seconds each. This is some of the work that's going on, sheetrocking and uh, wiring and, and putting in. Uh, this is the group here at, at lunchtime. Go on. and um, Oh, there's one of our hard workers painting in the room there. Uh, let's continue some work outside that was going on, just a little bit of what happens uh, pouring concrete. Now, just in the middle here, this guy in the middle pouring the concrete, he's, he's uh, part of the church and part of the contractor. He's, he's in his mid to upper 70s. I'm trying to remember how old he is. Uh, Ken is, and he's out there handling concrete and, and muscling it, and he, he, I think, outworked us all. But uh, he just, guy's got it. He's a bundle of energy and just Work going on in, in upstairs. This is upstairs, remodeling some bathrooms, putting in some countertops. Continue on. There's one of the rooms, the kids' rooms. Uh, we didn't do that painting, but we did the ceiling and some other work on that and finished that off. Continue on. Um, one of the bathrooms. And keep rolling here. There we go. That's, that's the church from the outside. A lot of cleanup that was taken, new concrete, and some finished work around the, 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 the roof there. So that's the team there. Keep rolling there. That's, uh, well, while we were then Cascade, I thought I'd make a stop at the Opera House and uh, had a performance there at the Opera House. Nobody showed up <laughs> uh, except for the camera person across the street, and then they kind of walked away, and I had to catch up. But uh, so I probably am not going to have a career in Opera House. I'm going to keep my day job. So um, anyway, um, these are some of the wildlife. We had a day that we were able to go and just kind of see a little bit uh, uh, some of the wildlife and take a little canoe trip down, down one of the rivers there. Just beautiful scenery up in Montana. So, 
went from Montana there. Oh, I just have to throw that in too. You know, sometimes in missions, you, you, uh, you're away from family. And so uh, while we don't, we're maybe not there, we get pictures. And so uh, this is our newest grandson, Jack. I uh, was born June 1st. And uh, he's birthday buddies with Abby. <laughs> so Jack is, uh, is growing. Continue on there. Uh, in, in Cas- not, we went from Cascade, uh, Cutbank, Montana, had a service there. And then at, at uh, Glacier Bible Camp, this is part of the volunteer group that meets there. They meet every morning for devotions and get out and go to work. And uh, this is some of the work of some of our RVers up in Montana working, putting some metal around the side of one of the cabins. Continue on. Um, this is the cabin after it's finished there. And then we also worked on some, uh, the, the tabernacle, finishing up the soffits and the fascia around the, around the tabernacle. Um, visited one of the churches um, and just, just had a great time in, in, in Montana there with the people. This is some of the scenery near, uh, near the campground there. God's wonderful creation. Uh, oh, and another picture of Jack. Um, we'll, we'll throw, we'll, we need to keep moving here. Um, <laughs> um, we, we made a two-day trip down to Cedar Ridge uh, Campground in, in Colorado on the, uh, on the west slope of Colorado. Uh, beautiful campground there, high elevation, 7,000 feet. It takes us a few days to kind of catch our breath before we can continue on, but these are some of the workers. And part of what the work is going on here, we're uh, clearing some area for uh, some RV sites. They want to have RVers come and, and help with some of the projects there, and so we're clearing the, the way for five pull-through sites. This is kind of what it looked like a day or two into it, lots of big boulders and trees we were removing. And, uh, oh, this is uh, our, one of our tractor operators. You know, heard about this, uh, this woman. She, she said, you know, she woke up and she told her husband, I, I, uh, I had this dream last night that you bought me this big diamond ring. And he said, oh, that's amazing. I had the same dream, except it was a power tool. Well, um, this, is, uh, this is a power tool, and I didn't get your diamond ring, Libby, but uh, you got to drive the skid steer, and uh, she, she got to run the skid steer tractor for a day and, and was a great help with that. Uh, new experiences along the way as you go. You know, you may not know everything, but you can learn as you go. Uh, continue on there. Um, there she is uh, with moving one of the big stumps, so continue on. Uh, that's kind of where it's at now when we left, some of the cleared area and in preparation. A lot of work yet to do there, but uh, great progress was made. This is some of the area around there, the Grand Mesa of Colorado. We drove up uh, out to the land's end and were able to look out over the mesa and feel the, the gentle breeze. No, it was blowing hard as it comes up through there. Everything rushes up and uh, some beautiful pictures from the Grand Mesa of Colorado. And just, you can see for 70 miles out across there. That's a beautiful country. And, uh, oh, I, I ran across this, a couple of old people trying to take a selfie, so I had to take a picture of that. Um, so, I'd continue on there, sure. <laughs> Keep going. I'm not sure. I'd, uh, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of beautiful country. God is, God is cre- creation is, is incredible, isn't it? So uh, there's our, our rig at Camp Cedar Ridge as we're leaving. 
and uh, keep going there. We go, uh, oh, this is, uh, we took a little scenic tour from, from there up to, we had a service up in Lander, Wyoming with the church plant, the church, she's telling me something, oh, okay, um, up in uh, Lander, Wyoming, yeah, Lander, Wyoming, and uh, we took a scenic route through Flaming Gorge. This is near Flaming Gorge, and uh, notice that great smile, um, that keep track of that because it's, I, I wish I'd have taken a picture, but this is just like moments before somebody got a speeding ticket that they didn't deserve, um, and uh, keep rolling there. Uh, South Pass in Lander, uh, Lander, Wyoming, and we went to the Orchard Church there, small church. This is their, their children's area that uh, they have, and a storefront building, beautiful place. Uh, went there for missions convention, had several missionaries. We had more missionaries than people there. I want you to, I want you to hear that. We, he invited in several missionaries, and there were more missionaries than people, but they have such a heart for missions. They're not, they're not waiting until they have a large church to get involved in missions. And uh, it was just great to be a part of that in Lander, Wyoming. And then we make it a stop through Fort Morgan. This is the Spanish Assembly in Fort Morgan. They were pouring some concrete here just earlier this week uh, around the front of the building, uh, a project that's in process, and another grandchild. This is my granddaughter. And uh, we were able to see her for a day in Denver on our way back. So that's always a blessing. Um, that's, uh, that's a quick tour. So... Um, we, uh, we just, again, want to say thank you. Thank you so much for your uh, prayers for us while we're on the road. We, uh, I, I, every time that we make a trip and we don't have problems and we don't have issues and everybody stays healthy, I say thank you, Lord. It's a blessing. It's a blessing indeed. Today I want to talk with, uh, with you about uh, a passage of Scripture, you're probably very familiar, a very short passage of Scripture, one that we talk about time and time again uh, in missions, and I've, I almost promised myself that I would never preach from this passage as a missionary, but here I am, and I'm going to preach from it, okay? And it's uh, from Mark chapter 16 and verse 15, and uh, uh, I'm going to title this sermon this morning, A Swing and a Mish. Swing and a miss, and I want to I want to explain that, okay? Because we're out, and a lot of times people ask us, you know, as missionaries, what are you doing? What are you up to? And I, I told Libby, I said, I, I think I want to just tell people we're missing, because that's what missionaries do. They go missing. We're missing, okay? So uh, that that's what that's what you do if you're if you're mi- if you're on mission, you're missing. So uh, we're going to talk about missing this morning, and I'd love to get a little sign to hang on my door that says "Gone Missing." And uh, uh, we'll leave it there for a long time. But uh, we have a purpose, and you have a purpose. God has a purpose in your heart and in your life, too. And, and sometimes we need to hang a sign on, on our door and say, we've gone missing. We're, we're going to do something that's on purpose for God today. Mark chapter 16 and verse 15, he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. A really simple verse, isn't it? Really simple. I'm going to break a little bit of this down this morning. We're going to talk about number one, go. What does go mean? And I never thought I'd look up the word go in the dictionary or online or anything else, but I want you to understand what go means, because sometimes we don't understand what go means. But go, 
First of all, there's several things. One is a verb. It's a verb. It says it's to move from one place to another, to proceed, to make one's way, to advance, to leave, depart. And then there's also a becoming or a doing something. We are going to be or we are going to do something. So it's, it's that state of, of in the process of becoming or doing. It's not just the leaving, but it's also the being and doing. We're going, we're doing something. Uh, go is also a noun. It's a noun, and as a noun, it's, uh, it's an attempt. I'll, I'll give it a go. As a noun, I'll give it a go. Translate that, put that through your little graph of what missions is about. Not just the leaving, but I'll give it a go. I'll give it a try. It's also a person's turn. It's your turn to go. To do, it's your turn. It's, it's, it's a go. And then it's a person's energy. It's your get up and go. It's, 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 it's what's, it, what drives you. It's your get up and go. It's a person's energy. It's the go in you that uh, makes you attempt to do something. So it's a verb. It's a noun. It's also an adjective. And then as an adjective, it means that it's functioning properly, that all systems are go, that everything is working right. Isn't that what we want missions to be? It's about becoming something, about doing something, about things functioning properly, about things growing, about it being our turn, about using our energy and our resources to do what God has called us to do. The people of God need to be going they need to be moving and proceeding and advancing and becoming and doing something and attempting something and functioning properly and stepping up to the plate and taking a swing at whatever is pitched in their direction. Sometimes we don't like what's pitched. Sometimes we don't like what's coming across the plate towards us, but it's our responsibility to step into it and to take a swing. And sometimes you will swing and you will miss. But if you never swing, you'll never miss. If you're waiting for things to be perfect to do something for God, stop waiting. If you're waiting for things to be ideal to step out and to try something for God, stop waiting. It's time to get out of the dugout and step up to the plate and take a swing, and you might miss a swing. You might miss a second pitch, but one of these times, if you keep swinging, you'll hit, and you'll miss. You'll become what God wants you to do. It's a swing and a miss. Okay, so I, I know that sounds weird, but if, if we are not willing to take the risk of swinging, we will never have the joy of connecting and hitting the ball. Sometimes you'll hit a home run. Sometimes you'll hit a, a, a one base. Sometimes you'll hit a little grounder. Sometimes you'll hit a foul ball. But if you never swing, you'll never hit. I would just want to encourage you today, take the risk of swinging. And even if you miss, take another swing because this time you just might miss. If the pandemic has taught us anything... It has taught us that we will never hit anything that we don't swing at. It has taught us that even if the rules have changed, we can still play ball. 
even if the pitch has spit on it. And you have to wear a mask. And you have to hop on one foot and keep one hand behind your back and and the bat's too heavy. You can still play ball. Even when the conditions aren't right, the objective is still the same, to swing the bat and hit the ball and to run as hard as you can and try to get to base and try to advance somebody else to base and somehow in the process to keep your opponent from scoring too. Go go has one more definition, and this is one we want to avoid. It's it's also a verb, and it says it is to pass into a specific state, especially an undesirable one, such as food is going bad. To pass into an undesirable state. When God, when Jesus told us to go into all the world and preach the good news, this isn't the go he was talking about. To pass into an undesirable state and to go bad. What makes food go bad? Sitting around. It doesn't matter if it's sitting on the cabinet or in the refrigerator or in the freezer or canned on a shelf. If it sits around long enough, it will go bad. And you know what's interesting is that the same thing that makes food go bad is the same thing that makes the church go bad. Sitting around and doing nothing. Waiting, waiting, waiting. We've got to stop sitting. It doesn't matter the church. It doesn't matter if it has pews or if it has chairs. It doesn't matter whether they're padded or whether they're wood. It doesn't matter if they sing hymns or choruses. It doesn't matter if they have Sunday school and night church and Wednesday or not. If they're just sitting, they will go bad. The church that sits in the dugout and never steps up to the plate will never hit the ball. They will never take a risk. They will never swing the bat, and they will go bad before it will ever go into the world. But let's not settle for going bad. Let's not settle for sitting in the dugout. Let's step up to the plate and step into the path of the pitch and swing for the win. Don't fear missing. Keep, don't let it keep you from swinging and having the possibility of missing. We need to learn that God wants us to win. So we go into all the world. Into all the world. Where is that? Where is all the world? We have a mindset that missions is some, uh, we, we, we think in big geographical terms that it's, it's continents and it's land masses and it's, it's countries and it's speaking groups and it's geographical boundaries and people groups and languages and somewhere other than where we live. But I think we, while we need to keep that big picture perspective, we also need to understand that, uh, that, that this, the world is a little more intimate and personal than that. It's where we live. This is when God, when he called us into the world, this is our world. He didn't call us. He didn't challenge us. He didn't commission us to go into another world, somebody else's world, some other world out there somewhere. He said, go into your world. 
our world. Let's personalize it. This is my world that God has called us to. Go into my world and preach the gospel. It is where we live. It is where we do business. It's where we work. It's where we travel. It's where we lay our head down at night and where we eat breakfast the next morning. Here's the thing, is no matter where I go, I'm in my world, and I'm where God wants me to be, and I have a responsibility. I am called and empowered by the gospel, by the presence of Christ. There are people in my world who need to know Jesus. There are people in my world who believe differently than I do. There are people in my world who vote differently than I do, if that matters. There are people in my world who speak differently than me. There are people in my world who have different values than me, but they're in my world and I have a responsibility to bring the gospel to them, to present the gospel to them. There are people in my world today who may not be in my world tomorrow. People who may have heard but rejected the good news. People who may have heard but lost interest. People who may have heard and shrugged it off, and people who may have never heard, but they're in my world, and they're part of my mission field. You are in a mission field. I am in a mission field. And tomorrow, if I go somewhere, my mission field may be somewhere else, but it's my world, and that's where I'll be. My world is my mission field, and it is my responsibility. I pray that God gives us the courage, gives me the courage to step up to the plate and take a swing at what he's called me to do and what he's called you to do. And even if I miss, I pray he'll give me the courage to swing again. Go into all the world and preach the good news. Preach the good news. It's time for us to move past the daily news and the 24-hour news and the fake news and whatever news you can get and to start sharing the good news. We waste too much time talking about all the other news. Let's talk about some good news. The good news is God so loved the world. I, I just love it when, when we talk on the phone and my kids, uh, I just, I, I'm thankful their mom has raised them so well. And... Uh, when we, when, we, when we say goodbye, they say, I love you. I love you. Man, that just, that just is incredible. God says he loves us, but here it's, he says, God so loved. Man, that that's a, seems a little stronger, doesn't it? God so loved. I hope I don't freak him out if I start saying, I so love you. God so loved us. Oh, we sang that song. I love that song. All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. God so so loved the world that he sent his son 
so we can be saved, so we can have eternal life, so we can have, the pres- have our sins forgiven, have the curse lifted off of us. And if we will just admit our sin and believe that Jesus died for us and forgives us of our sins, if we confess them to him, it says we'll be saved. That's good news. That's good news. We don't have to live under the curse of sin any longer. It's been removed. We can, we can remove our mask. We don't have to social distance from God. He invites us in. He's made a way for us to enter in and to approach Him boldly. Our Heavenly Father, this world, our world, needs to hear some good news. I need to be reminded of some good news. I am so enjoying the opportunity to share this with you today. Um, you miss Sunday school. You know, I, I, I kind of, you know how you go to some of those concerts and there's a big name brand, uh, a band that's there, but before that there's a warm-up band. Uh, Curtis was the warm-up band, but um, it, it, was, it, was, it was more powerful than the main attraction, and I'm not a main attraction, but I want you to know um, God has... place some calling, and it's not just in Curtis, and it's not just in me, but I believe he's placed some callings in you. I think you've got some ideas that uh, God can use to reach people. I don't know anything about you other than I overheard in Sunday school, this man is walking across America telling people about Jesus. You know what that is? That's a swing and a mish. That's something that God plants in your heart and says, would you, here's an idea. Maybe this is something you could do. And not everything is a home run. Sometimes it's little things, but when God births something in your heart, I want you to, to listen to that and say, I, I could do that. I could take the risk of doing something out of the ordinary, get out of my routines, and just try something a little bit different and to see if it can open some doors. Go into all the world, preach the gospel to all creation. Did you know that God is creative? He created the world. Those beautiful pictures that we brought back and shared with you, that's part of his creative world. And as missionaries, we we go and we function and we operate in a five-state area that's beautiful. With over half a million square miles, there's no possible way we can step our foot in every square mile. And some of them are just not passable where you could anyway. (laughs) But how do we reach all of creation? It's not just land masses, but it's, it's people. It's his, his people that he's created. How do we reach all of his creation? And I think by following his example and being creative, trying some things that are different, some things that are new, with the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit upon you, 
get a little bit creative. That's what missions is about. It's about creating a space where people can sit down and learn and discover and grow together and pray together. That's part of what we do as RV volunteers. We help to, to, with, with buildings, and, and we know that the church is not a building, but it's a place. It's a space. And as we create comfortable spaces where people can meet, they can learn about Jesus, and they can share their needs together and pray together and encourage each other and support each other and work together. So we can create spaces to gather and to preach and to proclaim and to learn and to grow and to fellowship. And we like to fellowship, don't we? We can create opportunities. You know, sometimes you've got to go out and create something. Create some opportunities. Make some, you know, I, I know that there's times that, that things just happen, that God, there, there's those God moments and those divine moments when things just come together. But sometimes the things that God uses is, is the things that you've created. The moments that you've created, the happenstance that you happened across intentionally putting yourself in somebody's path so that you can share good news with them. Create opportunities. Create a hunger and a thirst. Live a life that people would want to emulate. Let people see something in you that they'd say, I wish I could have a bit of what you have. I wish I could experience the joy and the pleasure and the fun that you have. Create a reason for people to listen to what you have to say. If you're the grouchy man on the block, they probably don't want to hear what you have to say. If you're spraying them with the water hose when they walk by, they probably don't want to listen to you. But if we can be creative and begin to create a place where they can feel welcome to, to hear what you have to say, they might listen. Get creative. I believe that God instills creative ideas in all of us to reach people. Sometimes those ideas seem out of reach. Sometimes not everybody's on board with it. But maybe that's an idea that God planted in you himself. And you'll never know if you don't take a swing. We need to do all we can to clear the path for people to hear and respond to the offer of peace that God gives to us and for one another. What has God placed in your heart? Are there some ideas? Are there some, some thoughts, some things that have stirred in your heart that are possibilities that maybe God could do something with that? This morning, I want to pray that God would begin to birth some things in you or, or to remind you of some things that, that he has perhaps birthed in you in the past that you've been hesitant to act on been waiting you've been going but it's the wrong kind of going I don't want to go bad I don't want to present my life before God as a spoiled mess <laughs> I want to say Lord if there's something that I can do I want to do it. Something I learned 
pulling this RV is that it doesn't go anywhere until you pull it into drive. It stays there until you pull it into drive. And I love this. There's a little button on it that we use. It's called tow haul. When you're towing, put it in tow haul. And every time I do that, I'm reminded, go in tow haul the world. Preach the gospel. Is this for everybody? Probably not. But it's for me. And if I'm obedient to it, God will bless it. And if you're obedient to what God calls you to do, you too can go in tow haul the world and preach the gospel. I want to hang that sign out, gone missing. I'd love you to hang that sign out, gone missing. How many of you want to go missing? Yeah. You know, the thing about when you go fishing, usually you come back with some stories to tell. And a lot of times they're a little bigger stories than they really were. But people love them anyway. And there's an excitement about fishing and catching something. And there's an excitement about mishing and doing something for God. Would you pray with me? Father God, today I want to thank you so much for the calling that you have placed on each of us, the, the way you've created us. Lord, each and every one of us is unique in our gifts and abilities and talents, our desires, the things we like to do and the things we don't like to do. But you've created us that way, Lord. And I pray that you would begin to, to stir within us and help us to understand that the way you've created us is the way you want us to, to, to use, the, the, those things you want us to use to, 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 reach the, to preach the gospel, to share the gospel, to, to be a part of this work. I pray, Lord, that you would bring courage to those who've been discouraged. I pray, Lord God, that you would bring hope to those who've been without hope. I pray, Lord, that some of those who don't have a purpose or don't know what that purpose is, that you would begin to open their eyes and reveal that to them, what you would like to do through them. And they'd be willing to take a step. One more step, Lord. We don't walk across America unless we take a step. We don't, we don't share with our neighbor unless we get out of the door and walk it over and meet him at the fence. Lord, we, we have to take some steps. And I pray, Lord, today that we'll, we'll take it out of park and we'll move it into drive and that we will be, be going and becoming and doing the work of your kingdom, sharing the gospel, proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. Lord, I thank you that you so loved me, and you so loved each and every one here today. If you're here this morning... I just pray that that realization has come to your heart, that God so loves you. I'd love to pray with you this morning. Just want to real quickly raise a hand and say, Pastor Dan, I realize God loves me, and I want to love him back. I want to acknowledge him. I want to know that he's my Lord and Savior. Anyone this morning, just real quickly.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. A little bit further, I just want to ask you too, is there something stirring in your heart? Maybe you haven't even talked to your spouse, your family, your friends about it, but you just feel like God stirred something in your heart and you were reminded of that this morning. You were challenged by that this morning. Could you just lift your hand real quickly? I want to pray for you that God will, will, will help you to do something with that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I just want to thank you this morning for that calling that you place within us. I just pray, Lord, that you would continue to stir. Lord, there's going to be times when we wake up in the middle of the night and your spirit is speaking to us and saying, I have, a, have, have something I want you to do. Have you thought about doing this? Maybe trying this. Creating an opportunity to make a difference in our world. In my world. My world. My responsibility. Your gospel. Your love. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm.